0: and welcome, Podcast Universe. This is the VBCOA Podcast, a Building Code Geeks podcast. And I am your host, Ms. Christina Jackson, the VBCOA Education Chair. And with me on today, I have Mr. Ron Clemens, Building Official and Department Head for the Chesterfield County. How are you doing, Ron? I'm
1: doing good. We have a beautiful view.
0: Yes, we do. Yes, we do. I wish our listeners could see it. We're in Virginia Beach right now at the VBCOA Annual Conference. And Ron has taken time out to talk to me today and give me a great podcast interview, Um, but before we get started, uh, Ron, tell me a little bit about yourself.
1: Uh, Well, again, Ron Clements. I'm the the building official, maintenance official, department director for Chesterfield County, Virginia. Been in code enforcement uh, over 30 years now. I got started in Hanover County uh, back in uh, 93, yeah, 93. I got it, been long enough, I got to think about it. <laughs> I was there for six years uh-huh. uh, doing plan review, and then I came to Chesterfield initially as a plan reviewer and then supervisor, then the, uh, assistant building official in 2011, mm-hmm. uh, then building official. Uh, it's been three years now since I've been building official. So um, I guess I really started in college. I went to college thinking I was going to be. Get into aviation. I, I wanted to be a pilot. Okay. I uh, went there hoping to get into aerospace engineering. Realized I wasn't as good at math as I thought I was. Okay. <laughs> and uh, ran into a f- uh, friend on the dorm hall I lived on that was majoring in building construction. Oh. And I was like, building construction—that's a major. Right. It sounds so practical. Uh, so that sounded like an interesting, interesting major. I went mm-hmm. and talked to the the head of the department back then and just realized that's probably where I belong, so that's kind of how I kind of shifted into construction. And
0: What college did you go to? Virginia Tech. And so Virginia Tech had, do they still have? Yes, yes. A building construction major? Yes, they do. It's very, oh, wow. It's gotten,
1: it's gotten a lot bigger. When when I was there, we were about 25 students per class, and we had, I think, three rooms in the basement of one of the cafeterias. That was. Oh. Now now they got a whole building. Now they have and, a whole yeah, building. Yeah, it's, it's a pretty big deal. Okay.
0: So that's an interesting career path. But how did you actually like decide you wanted to work in local government?
1: I couldn't get a job um, when I when I was in the building construction program. My goal was to go to work with one of the big contractors like you know Bechtel or Kellogg. Mm-hmm. I really liked industrial construction mm-hmm. and marine, you know, bridges and that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. But there was a slight Recession, uh, especially hitting the construction industry. Back when I graduated around 1992, mm-hmm. and I didn't get a job immediately out of college. A lot of uh, companies were laying off at that time, and there was a job opening at Hanover County for a plan review technician. Mm. And no, I, I never really considered going into code enforcement, but it was a job. It was construction related. I figure it would be a good way for me to get my foot in the door you Mm -hmm. know the old saying it's easier to get a job when you have a job right
0: right
1: I really didn't go into it thinking that's what I wanted to do Mm -hmm. but once I got in it I realized actually I do kind of like this it suits my personality personality type I'm kind of a jack of all trades master of none right (laughs) Um, and and certainly if you're a a master and you want to be really specialized in something there's a, a place for you in code enforcement but it's also a good place for those of us that tend to spread ourselves a, that's right. a wide range that's of things, right. and like that's to right. go from project to project and you know i'll work on a house this morning and a an industrial plant this afternoon and tomorrow we'll see what the
0: what what, what what it brings yes so and that brings me to a good question what has been one of the most interesting projects that you have worked on in your career
1: hmm that's a good question well i got lego coming up uh, so what
0: does that entail
1: so, Lego is uh, building their first production plant in North America, in Chesterfield County.
0: All right.
1: So, they're going to be making the bricks and the kits. And uh, as somebody that loves Legos myself, yes. um, who doesn't, right? Right. So, that's going to be a really interesting project. Mm-hmm. We've already, the, the plans are supposed to be in the next couple of months, but we spent a better part of the past year talking with them. They've got a great design team that has kind of, they know the code. They know where their design they needed to deviate from code. Mm-hmm. You know where they need modifications, where they need some interpretation. So we've been working with them a lot along, and that's it's been pretty pretty fascinating job. Also, yeah, I, 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 a lot of the industrial stuff. There was a a, a plant we did in um, Hanover. My Hanover days, Bear Island Paper Company. They did an addition I worked on and. That was one of my first encounters with really hazardous materials, which was interesting. Oh, okay. They had a chemical, um, I'm drawing a blank on the name of it now. It was really a bleaching chemical. They would take the, you know, the newspapers and shred them all up. Mm-hmm. And then, they needed to effectively bleach them out so they could turn them into newsprint. And this stuff was so bad, they couldn't sprinkler it. They were like, if you put water on it, it's just gonna burn Ma- more. Make it yeah, worse. Yeah, oh, it was wow. water reactive material. So working with them to kind of figure out how do we mitigate a hazard? It's really outside of what the code intended. Oh, okay. So I think that's one of the things I I really liked about the industrial side is when you get these interesting processes and chemicals and you got to really come up, kind of come up with new ways of doing things and uh, work with fire protection engineers. That's always kind of fascinating.
0: Well, you said something interesting that I want our listeners to sort of pick up on. You've been having meetings with Lego prior to the first groundbreaking, prior to anybody issuing the um, uh ribbon cutting or anything like that so what does that entail if somebody was to get into plan review
1: um so yeah i think it's really important to to work with your customers and yeah as soon as you can start talking to somebody and and doesn't necessarily have to be some big industrial job even you know a house you know if you can work problems out before they hit your desk
0: right
1: it really helps everybody out you know with you know, Lego probably being an extreme example, but if we already know there are some things that that, that they need to do that aren't going to comply with code and have already got some ideas for some code modifications, which they did. They didn't come to us and just say, hey, we want you to weigh the code. Right? They said, hey, you know, we know these are going to be issues. Right. These are some ideas we have to mitigate those hazards. Mm-hmm. What do you guys think about it? That so we can have those conversations before it ever gets put on the plans mm-hmm. and that just saves everybody time and trouble.
0: Correct. Uh,
1: plus it makes you Your jurisdiction look like somebody that works with folks, that's good for economic development. That's right. That's right. That that word spreads fast.
0: But it also helps your team dig deeper into the code to see what solutions that they could come up with to try to help uh, the end goal, which is building this plant and making it code compliant and safe for use and safe for the people walking in there. Because aren't they going to have like a, a museum concept or a tour concept? there
1: yeah they are going to have some uh areas i think for folks to come in and and see some i'll call them exhibits yes Uh, yes yes it's but it's not going to be a full-blown like Legoland that kind of thing but they are going to be very responsive to to their customers and to our citizens so yeah I, i think it's going to be a place where where folks are going to be welcome but it is a a massive plant that's Again, they're And they,
0: wow.
1: what's really interesting is they're you know, the molds that's really important to mm-hmm. them. Um, that's almost like gold for them, is these molds that make these Lego bricks. Because what's interesting is you can take a Lego brick that you got when you were a kid. I mean, I got my first Lego set probably well, probably like 50 years ago. <laughs> I think I still have a few of those pieces. Oh, for real, and you can buy a Lego set today and they'll. Like really?
0: Why yeah. didn't oh, I did not know that? I yeah. just learned something new today, and I hope our listeners did, too. Um, so, with your 30 years in this profession, um, it sounds like you have a passion for this, and your this passion is now leading to you wanting to serve in other capacities of the code. And so, I know that you are interested in running, or you are running, for the ICC Board of Directors. What made you want to run for the ICC Board of Directors?
1: Um, I got involved with... Boca way back, I guess around ninety four, ninety five, in that that time frame, just attending and getting involved in code development, mm-hmm. and realized how important it was for us to do that. That because we don't write codes locally, we have to be involved where the codes are being written, and yes. for us, that's two places: that's at the state level and at the national level. That is an excellent point. Yeah, so I, I felt. First off, the value, I got a lot out of it. I learned, you learn a whole lot when you get involved. Mm-hmm. Uh, both the VBCOA, ICC, Wicked VPMA, whatever. Yes. Get involved because you're going to learn a whole lot more. Right. And as I, as I worked through committee service, I think I got on my first committee, I think it was interps. So that was probably late 90s. And then uh, actually, I met Cindy Davis. We were on the BOCA IRC review committee for. So this was a committee BOCA form to review the IRC back when it was still in a draft stage. Oh, wow. So oh, wow. point being, I got to meet her, I don't. I think that's back when she was still working for Pennsylvania. Mm-hmm. So you get to meet a lot of people that mm-hmm. become your mentors and colleagues. And I just, you know, progressively over the years have done more and more committee work. And I, I think I finally reached a point where I was, I've, I've served on the I won't say all the committees, but i served on a lot of them, <laughs> and this just seemed like the next natural progression for me to, to serve the ICC and to serve the membership and and kind of take that next step. You know, Virginia has really tried to have two – we have two positions, or, or you're allowed to have two people per state on the board of directors. Mm-hmm. And Virginia has pretty much done that ever since the ICC was formed. Okay. I, mean, I think we've always had two on. So it was – I guess there's a certain sense of responsibility that – and to carry on yeah, the legacy. You know, Cindy's coming off this year. Chris will be coming off next year. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, you know, with the blessing of the membership, if I get put on this year, then we still have next year. We're still going to have to have somebody come up next year. So mm-hmm. uh, it doesn't it doesn't end here. That's the right. Ends here.
0: What is the ideal candidate for the ICC Board of Directors?
1: I think the ideal candidate is somebody, first off, that has the ICC experience. So uh, to me, it would be somebody that... Has, has served on a, a number of ICC committees. Now, they don't have to ser- serve on as many as I have over the mm-hmm. years, but you know, I think if you've gotten to serve on a code development committee, that's real good because at the core of what ICC is, uh, Mike Pfeiffer, ICC, he just retired recently, but he used to say, you know, code is the middle name of the ICC. Right. So code development and being involved in that, I think is really a crucial skill and knowledge set that you should have. Also serving on some of the other committees, you know, I served on the the ES committee that the Evaluation Services Committee that mm-hmm. develops the acceptance criteria for the research reports we accept, mm-hmm. and that was a very educational. I didn't. I mean, I've been accepting these these ES reports, like I'm sure many of the folks listening to this have, but I really didn't understand all that went into developing those reports. I didn't realize you know teams of engineers with PhDs that are involved in developing the criteria which these products are accepted and, and the rigorous process they go through they mm-hmm. really put your mind at ease when you're accepting those research reports and the whole business side of that right so um and i guess when i speak of business also being in a supervisory management role i think also helps having that level of experience because you are on a board of directors mm-hmm. it is a company it's a, a 501c6 company it owns a bunch of other companies right. they kind of vary there's some c4s and there's even a s corp and a c corp in the portfolio, but understanding how businesses and what we do in local government is still a business. That Correct. Run it. Correct. So having that knowledge, so I guess it's kind of the a, a two, blending those together and I think also having a good um, relationship with, with membership. Being involved in associations because you are serving the members as a member of the ICC. Correct. So having some experience already doing that at a, right. at a at an association level, I think is also critical.
0: That that's a great answer. And so I think you're the one of the perfect people to ask this question to. Um, in your thirty plus years, you know you've seen. Building codes evolved. You've been there from sort of the beginning stages of when ICC sort of created their model codes that they have today. What are some of the challenges that you see in code enforcement for our for the future?
1: Well, definitely what we heard about today uh, at our, our at our meeting about the the copyright and intellectual property issues that the ICC is currently facing. Well, mm-hmm. uh, whereby. Private companies that aren't developing the codes are effectively taking their product and, and selling them. Right. And so that's that's an an issue moving forward. And there's some some federal legislation that we're trying to get passed. That you know hopefully that'll go go well. And if that does pass, then that'll provide some protections for us, and hopefully take that problem off the table. If it doesn't pass, then that's something we're probably going to have to adjust the the business model a little bit to to accommodate that. Uh, the maybe the broader topic of just code enforcement in general, getting more people involved. The old mm-hmm. model is kind of like a lot of old things. It's right on the way of the the buggy and the horse whip, whip of, you know, you're a trades tradesman tradeswoman and you go through, you decide it's, you've gotten to where you don't want to crawl around on your knees as much anymore right. and, and pull wire or, right. or or fit pipe and you want to become an inspector. Now we're having a harder time attracting those. Uh, more experienced type folks. And we're having to bring new folks in in many cases, you know, fresh out of school, be it whatever school that looks like. Mm -hmm. that really don't know code or even construction Mm -hmm. and having to train them from the beginning. That's not necessarily a bad thing, right? But we have to kind of shift how we go about training. It's not taking somebody that already knows construction and just teaching them code. Now it's kind of starting from the ground up. Right. But I think the, the opportunity there is it's, treating our profession more like it's its own profession and not just some backup yeah some punctuation right. mark on the end of a career right somewhere else and we right. had this is a career in and of right. itself and you can start from day one kind of like I did I mean I did have a degree in building instruction which you know was probably put me a little ahead of the game mm-hmm. but you know I was able to start pretty much at day one when I was 23 24 somewhere there um and make a career out of it and to show those young folks hopefully some of them are listening to this podcast that you can do the same thing we just got to be there we got to be prepared to train them and train them from that level and pass
0: on that that knowledge yes because we don't want the knowledge walking out the door without someone Cultivating it and making it better and greater for the future.
1: Yeah, and a lot of us are getting ready to walk out the door. That's right. So That's right. We got we right.
0: To, we, we we gotta to look at this.
1: We need to harvest as much <laughs> of that as we can before it walks out.
0: That's right. Well, that is a great way to end our conversation. Thank you, Ron, so much for all your wealth of knowledge and everything that you provided to the podcast. And I hope the listeners take away a lot from what you've given because this was a great wealth of information. I certainly learned something today in talking with you. Well,
1: thank you. And I'm surely uh, thankful that we got to do it. Here in front of the in front of the ocean, right. I'm watching the ships go by, it's, it's been quite an experience, and I've, I really appreciate you doing this. And uh, hopefully, you're tapping into that next generation.
0: Hope oh, I'm definitely trying to, Ron. If anybody has any questions, how could they get in contact with you?
1: Uh, Clementsro at chesterfield.gov. That's probably the simplest way to shoot me an email and we'll catch up. All right, or come to a conference and find me. We'll come on, that's
0: right, that's right. Well. Thank you Ron Clements with Building Official Department Head for Chesterfield County for your podcast interview. I really appreciate I really appreciate you taking the time to talk with us. My name is Christina Jackson. I'm the VBCO Education Chair and this has been the VBCOA podcast, A Building Code Geek's podcast.